You're listening to Brilliant Breakthroughs, episode number 18, talking about the productivity pillar. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast. This is a really cool podcast because it's designed for you, small business owners. We are dedicated to making your business rock. Hi, this is Maggie Mongan, master small business coach and author and anthology leader of Amazon's number one bestseller, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. This book was released in November, 2017. Oh, I think I've been saying 2018. So I apologize, folks. It's in November, 2017. Whoops. And this is the first volume in an annual series. And it's so important. I I just flabbergasted. There's so many things I want to say about this, but it's important. We designed this book because we feel that you, the small business owner, is definitely underserved in the marketplace. So we want to thank you for making this book a number one bestseller in both small business and entrepreneurship. And some of you have been reaching out to us saying, hey, you know, we have some questions about these four performance pillars that you introduce in the beginning of the book. And I say, great, because that's how the book is designed. And we want you to start looking at your business a little more um, from a strategic standpoint. And the four performance pillars are profitability, people, productivity, and peacefulness. That might have sounded familiar. It's the subtitle of the book. So before I dive into today's topic, which is performance pillar number three, productivity, I'm going to give you a quick overview of the four performance pillars for small business success, okay? So let's start off with the first performance pillar, which is profitability. This is the primary determinant of small business success. Essentially, if you're not profitable, your business is not considered successful. This has nothing to do with what you feel or your perspective of what business is or isn't. Some people say it's It's freedom, but the IRS, our governing body, will tell us that business success is dependent upon us being profitable, which essentially means that we have money left over after we cover all of our expenses. Now, right about now, I know every CPA is cringing that I just said that, but I just, I want to put it out there for simplicity's sake. So when we talk about profitability, we're discussing things like financials, product development, sales and marketing, um, operations, business models, even your business's purpose, vision, and mission statements for alignment. Anything that's related to profitability is, is what we're talking about. All right, let's move on to performance pillar number two, which is people. People are what makes the world go round and your business too. We train on these topics like how to do effective networking, social media, what and how do you develop your team, whether it's an internal or external team, um, your business's ideal customer, as well as 
business allies, like your joint ventures, your customer experience, because your customer other than you is the primary person that we focus on, and anything else that's related to people. Let's move on to performance pillar number three, productivity. That's what we're going to take a deep dive in today. Productivity practices can either make or break a business. It's that simple. And when you take time to simplify your strategies, which it's usually much easier than we think it is, you can automatically move yourself into a more productive state. So we train on topics like time management, which really doesn't exist, and I'm going to explain that in a minute, uh, how to simplify your strategies, and, and what we're talking about is both low-tech, no-tech, or high-tech. Automating systems, there are some techs, uh, tech and apps that help you become more effective and efficient, but we're not promoting do all these apps and check out all this tech to busy yourself because we are not a fan of busyness. We are a fan of productivity around here. So anything that's going to support your productivity comes under this performance pillar. And then our last performance pillar is peacefulness. And it's a little bit crazy because everybody says, hey, that's what I want in my life, but we don't think how to infuse it into our business. And we don't have to wait until we are profitable to do this, okay? It doesn't, it does, you don't have to think in your head that you can either be peaceful or profitable because the truth is you can be both simultaneously and you can have a peaceful business as you're developing and growing your business. So it doesn't have to be far-fetched and elusive for you any longer. And these topics that we address under peacefulness are things like self-management, balanced leadership and self-leadership, utilizing your core values to really understand the type of culture and environment that you wanna create because your work life tends to be a busy life. And for some people, especially in startup or in a heavy growth mode, it may involve more time than you would like it to. So let's make sure that you're building peace into that. There's also things that we address like daily practices and mindset, as well as overall well-being. So anything that's going to help you gain peaceful prosperity would fall under that category. Pretty cool stuff, huh? So why don't we go ahead and dive into our wonderful, wonderful productivity topic today. And I'm going to start out with an alert, wah, 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 wah. debunking alert here. There is no such thing as time management. It doesn't exist, folks. It just really, really doesn't. Everybody thinks it does, but it doesn't. Now I'm gonna share with you what does, and then I'll explain the difference. Productivity management is real, and it should be your focus. Okay, think about this for a moment. Time management. Management means that you can control something. Can you control how many hours you have in a day? No, not at all. You can't decide if you get 23 today and 25 tomorrow. It's always 24, period. Okay, the magic number is 24. We do not control that. <sighs> 
Yeah, I know. But this is what we do control. We control how productive we are within those 24 hours. So now you're probably saying, okay, I'm with you, Maggie. I get that. I can control my productivity level. You betcha. Totally. So let's look at what productivity is. Because productivity is usually divided into two categories. The first is effective and the second is efficient. So I want you to think about this. When we talk about effective, I want you to think about things being complete or a final comprehensive result, something that's accomplished, or your outcome is delivered, or maybe even your intention is fulfilled. If you think of effective like that, we're on the right track. Now let's move to efficient. Efficient is more like um, producing minimal waste to attain a desired result. Oftentimes in business and in life, we think of efficient as time. So we could use terms that describe time, minutes, hours, days, months, years. Um, centuries. We could talk about being swift, or we could talk about efficiency, or we could talk about, you know, such and such ahead of deadline. But there's also another aspect here, producing minimal waste. Uh, that's talking about resources. And another resource that we have as business is money. Sometimes we waste a ton of money. Recently, I was at Mel Abraham's um, weekend event on Thoughtpreneur and how to be an influencer. And it was very fascinating because he has a, a CPA background. He's a world-renowned CPA. And one of the things he challenged everybody to do when they get back to their office is to look at how much they're spending on tech. And he said, I'm laying money on it that you're spending too much money and you're, you, you're paying for apps, et cetera and software that you aren't routinely using. And he said, drop it. It's one of the biggest areas that people are spending in right now. So drop everything that isn't necessary. That would be a classic example of efficiency from a financial model. And it makes sense. You're a small business owner, every moment and every penny counts. It doesn't matter how successful you are, in the truest sense of the term of being profitable or not, or how much profit you may or may not have, efficiency matters. So there's no such thing as time management, but productivity management is real and it should be your focus. Now there's something that's occurred in like the last five years that I want to address and it gets me absolutely crazy here crazy. And that is um, hacking. And this is my productivity warning for you. Is hacking is problematic for small business owners because oftentimes it shortchanges results. Okay. And when you're thinking of hacking, I don't want you to be thinking of, you know, oh, instead of using a, a plastic clip, that can secure your potato chip bag, go ahead and use a clothespin, or go ahead and use your office um, binder 
big stapler things. That's an alternative. It's not a hack. And it's been mis, um, misused and termed as a hack. The hack that I'm talking about is when we start to take steps out of a process, and the process is designed, every process is designed, if it's been well designed, to go ahead and have each step deliver a specific part of the overall outcome that you need for it to be successful. And what I see a lot of people doing is they're like, oh, well, I'll do these three things, but I don't wanna do that one thing because I don't like it or it's hard or I don't know what it is. So I'm just gonna skip it. And then they go on to the next step in the equation of the process. And then they get very disappointed when after they implement it, it doesn't get the results that they were told that this system would or this process would. Well, there's a reason for it. You didn't do it comprehensively. Back to this, complete, final comprehensive result, accomplished, outcome delivered, intention fulfilled. It's not fulfilled because you skipped some steps in the process. And I see small business owners, oh my gosh, for the last 15 years, I've seen small business owners like, <laughs> sort of funny, skip whatever they don't want to do for their business success, whether it's a whole activity or it's a step in a process that they paid for to get a certain result. And when you do that, you're shortchanging yourself. You're doing a lot of the work, like 80% of the work, and you're only getting 20% of the return. Okay, so I, I want to encourage you to stop doing that because it's a problem. It's not delivering the results you seek. Suck it up, do what you need to do to get the results that you wanna get. Business, <laughs> business is simple. It may not always be easy, but it's simple. You pay experts to guide you. Do what they tell you to do. They're experts for a reason. Okay. So now that I've given you the productivity warning that hacking really is problematic, did you know that your greatest combatant to ineffectiveness and inefficiency is planning? And I want you to think about this for a second. Do you find yourself getting caught up in the busyness trap where you're like doing, 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 and you feel like at the end of the day, where did my day go? I didn't get anything done that I really needed to get done. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us do. Okay, small business owners, that's what we do. We wear so many different hats. We get caught in that busyness trap. Well, there's a reason for it. We wear a lot of hats. We haven't learned how to delegate, and we're addicted to being busy as a society. And that's a really hard thing to do is to break that addiction because we don't need to be busy. What if you didn't have to do anything? What if you only had to do half of your list? Would you be freaking out? Some people do. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff that's on our never-ending to-do list, <laughs> never-ending to-do list. And I want to help you figure out how to do this better. This this never-ending to-do list really is your tactical list. It's the things of what you have to do just to say, done. That's it. It's not a strategic list like planning is for small business, okay? 
So when we're talking about a to-do list, we're talking about actions. You just got to do it and move on. There's no great strategy there. And I, I hear a lot of small business owners because I say to them, okay, you know, what's on your to-do list? Because they say they're overwhelmed. And they say, well, I need to call a client. I need to serve a client. I got to get some marketing done. I have to blah, 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 blah. And, and in the middle of all that, they usually throw in, and I got to make the kids lunch. I have to do a load of laundry and I have to stop at the store to get blah, blah, blah for dinner. And the list goes on and on and on. So tip number one, break up your list. Have a personal to-do list and a professional to-do list. You're crushing yourself by slamming that all onto one list. Do first things first. And sometimes making the kids lunch is first things first. But start compartmentalizing what's business and what's personal in your head. That will help you clear some of the overwhelm that you may have created while you're addicted to busy. <sighs> now that we have that out of the way, let's talk a little bit more about planning. There's so much to discuss under this performance pillar. However, I really just want to share two major tips that tend to really help everybody get a grip on their performance. And I, that's what I want for you. So if I can only, you know, I've shared a few things with you, but if I can leave you with two important tips, I'll be very happy. The first one is plan for tomorrow's success today. Oh, what does that really mean? Plan for tomorrow's success today. It really means one thing. And that is that you take time today, each day this week, you take time before your day is complete, your workday is complete, and you make a list of what you need to accomplish tomorrow. And I tell people make three points that are major and they're criticals. They must get accomplished. I call them three major criticals. And after that, go ahead and put your bonus round of anything that you would like to accomplish. Because if you're not sitting here making this a regular habit, like the last activity that you do each day, you're going to find out that when you come to work tomorrow, you're going to spend too much time figuring out what you need to do instead of already having a plan that you just need to execute. And that is the difference. And the research has said for a long time, that you can improve your productivity up to 40% by doing this one thing alone. And I wish I could tell you where I've seen that. I remember 40% when I first started learning about this as an executive recruiter. And then I ran across it in one of Brian Tracy's books and, and the power of it. And I've become a power user of this. I believe in it. It works. Make this a daily habit. Plan tomorrow before you finish today's work. The second action item I would leave with you is that you should schedule and keep your project times on your calendar as sacred. These are equally important to you being with a customer. Don't budge on these at all. If there's stuff that you need to do for your business, then take care of it, whatever it is. Don't disregard yourself and build in different times. Uh, I'm sorry, and, and take out the time that you need to do your stuff by filling it with somebody else's list of to-dos. This is really important. 
what happens is if you don't take time to stay true to your projects being scheduled on your calendar and keeping them there, you are going to find out that you're going to be working around the clock. And trust me, there's no joy in that at all. I've done it. It sucks. Don't do it to yourself. Those are the two things that I want you to do. Plan for tomorrow's success today and schedule and keep your project times on your calendar as a priority. There's probably one more big productivity tip I want to leave you with, and that's taking breaks makes you more productive. Think about that for a moment. Taking breaks. Uh, yeah, it does make you more productive because you change your mindset, you get up, you breathe differently. You usually tend to take care of the fact that you're a biological being and you know you drink or you eat, you, you give yourself some fuel. Even movement is fuel for your body. And it helps with your uh, mental and emotional capabilities as well. So take breaks, whether it's take a break, um, like 10, 15 minute break, or start taking lunch. Yeah, it all matters. Or make sure that you have a day or two off instead of trying to work constantly around the clock. No sense in that. So there's some really cool stuff there for you. And I, I really hope you take advantage of that to increase your productivity because your productivity really helps you determine your success. And all of these things matter and directly impact your bottom line and ultimately determine if you are profitable, AKA successful, and you're figuring out how to do it peacefully. I know most people aren't talking about these things and it seems to be taboo or they're telling you you should do it, but not really how to do it or, or why. And I'm here to tell you that these are the questions and the conversations that we as small business owners need to be having. In the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, um, that you can find on Amazon, you will have the opportunity to address these topics in all sorts of different ways. In our productivity chapter, or I should say pillar, we have two chapters. Chapter seven is Unleash Your Mind, Unleash Your Growth. And that's about dreams and visions and intentions. It's about effectiveness. And uh, chapter eight is why small business owners don't sleep at night. And it's really about how to move from overwhelm to being productive and a, a couple of action items and strategies that can help you considerably with that. So we are here really to serve you in your journey. And we ask that you read the introduction to the book and then these two chapters and check out whatever else you want after that. But these two chapters will definitely address productivity for you. And then at the end of the chapters, the authors invite you to a free gift or an experience with them to advance your learning curve in these different areas of your business to improve your small business productivity. Go ahead and take them up on that. And if you haven't already even done this, go to the app Brilliant Biz Book. And all three of those Bs are capped Brilliant Biz Book. And you have the opportunity to select any one of the authors that you'd like to ask a question to. Go ahead and communicate with them and um, ask them whatever you want in real time. It's really cool. We encourage you to do it. We're we're here to serve you. We look forward to serving you. Have fun 
moving your productivity performance needles. And next week, I'll, I'll be sharing the performance pillar of peacefulness. So for now, enjoy what you're doing because you matter, your business matters, and help your business brilliance by shining brightly and applying these over the next couple of weeks. <music>